0: What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here, and I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 47.1. And we are continuing our playthrough of The Witcher 2 Assassins of Kings. And today I have with me Matt. Hello, hello. So, we did something a little unconventional we decided to go the two separate routes uh, the last time we split up. And The Witcher 2 is a very special case where you pretty much get a different game, (laughs) Um, depending on who you go with.
1: Yeah, it looks like you can do that for the third chapter as well.
0: I don't think so. I think... You basically, oh, okay. You're you set on this path, and the third chapter, it's split again. Like,
1: I So w- is it just allegiances that are different?
0: Maybe. I don't know. Um, I mean, we, we can go into detail a little bit, but um, I think I chose the roach path, which means I'm probably going to be on the roach path in Chapter 3. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I made it to Chapter 3 and then saved the game, so something may change. I don't know. But how how do we want to do this? Do we just want to take turns on what we experienced and then talk about it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, since there's not much overlap, I'm not sure how else to do it. Yeah. Or at least I assume there's not much overlap. There
0: the, there may be some. I did run into Yorvith, uh, but only for like one cutscene, and mm-hmm. it was very short.
1: Yeah, same here for Roach.
0: Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Well, Matt, tell me what happened with you.
1: All right. So, at the end of Chapter 1, I had chosen Yorvith. And as I mentioned last week, not so much because I believe in his ideals or, let me rephrase that, his methods, but... My hope is that I can tame him a bit. Right. And that I will be able to find a place for all the non-humans to live out their lives without being oppressed. That's my goal.
0: Mm-hmm. I wonder how good that goal's going.
1: Uh <laughs> So far, I'm saving a lot of lives, I'll say that. Okay. You know, I hop I hop on this boat at the end of chapter 1. With Yorvith. We start sailing away. All of a sudden, there's a choice. You can either jump off the boat. Well, you jump off the boat automatically. I don't even have a choice, although I would have anyway because it's the right thing to do. And you can either hunt down Laredo or you can save a bunch of elf prostitutes that are in a burning building. Obviously, I saved the ladies.
0: Laredo is the guy who was running Flotsam. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, at least I think, I think it was letter 8 that basically he was, he was going to escape and he was going to bunch of, kill a bunch of people. So it's basically you can get some vengeance or you can go save some people. Right. So I fought off a bunch of city guards, uh, saved the Elvish ladies, and hopped back on the barge with Yorvith. So I'm taking that as a good point in my quest to tame Yorvith because the very first thing I did after choosing him essentially as a partner – was to not fall under his thumb because he's like don't get don't leave this boat, but I did. Um, and that that was the way that chapter one ended. So I'm sailing off with Yorvith, and we sail up the river. Chapter two starts and we get to Upper Adern, mm-hmm. which I assume that you went to at some point in this chapter.
0: Yeah, um, I was actually predominantly below Adern, in um uh in this camp um where um there's a force trying to make it into Adern to take it over.
1: Was it the Kedwennies?
0: It's the Kedwinies, yes.
1: Huh. That's, it's really interesting how these things tie in together then. Yeah. Because so when I when we arrive in Upper Edern, there's basically a fight happening. Yeah. And it's King Henselt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: With... What's his name? Stennis? Yeah. Prince Stennis, whose father was killed. I think his father... Uh, I don't remember his father's name. But... Basically, Stennis hates Henselt, I think, because Henselt took over. And Stennis is basically leading the rebels against penciled. And basically they're getting into it, and then all of a sudden some sort of magic is unleashed. The rock there's a big rock in the background, starts glowing. And they start fighting. I don't really know exactly what was happening at this point. There was an owl who apparently is a sorceress. And she was basically leading us to the town or city of Vergen. Mm-hmm. And Vergen is basically where these rebels are based. So all, essentially this whole chapter took place in Vergen. Right. And there's basically three different thing big things that you have to do. One of them is that And wh- another reason I like Yorvith is because he's not super power hungry. So one of the first conversations we had was that uh that Geralt was accusing him essentially of being a rebel leader only so that he could take over and, and place himself in power and Yorvith was like no I I don't want to be in charge I'm not a, I would never be a good leader that's not that's not my role in this in the way things unfold. so he basically says I know who would be a fantastic leader though she's honorable you know she would never she, she would never be corrupt and and hurt it, and hurt the people around her. So basically, he's like Saskia mm-hmm. is the person who needs to be in charge. Uh, so we're with Yorvith, and we go talk to Saskia and we get a little mini tour of Vergen. And then she sets up a war council basically because we did not get to kill Hensel in the battle right at the beginning of chapter two. Right. So we got this war war council. Saskia gets poisoned, and that's one of the biggest things that happens in this chapter is trying to figure out who poisoned saskia why they did it and more than those two things get all the components that you need for a cure which you need a rose of remembrance we need uh some dwarven flower called the Immortel. so it, that that leads to a whole section of this chapter where you're down in the mines you know, collecting keys off of dead bodies to open doors to get further down into the mine to fight a boss. And then after the boss, you find this flower <laughs> so immortal. Uh, we need royal blood, which I think that's that's sort of where our stories intersect a bit uh-huh. is because Prince Stennis is actually accused of poisoning Saskia. I assume because the commoners think that he wants to rise to power. And a lot of them side with Saskia because she's so good to them that they just automatically blame Stennis and they also don't like nobles. So there's a lot – there's a number of times where you have the choice to either accuse Stennis, maybe take your royal blood from him. Uh, I decide, no, I don't like Hensel, so I'm going to go take it from Hensel. So that's sort of – one of the components I need for the cure also leads to one of the other big things – that. That I have to do which is go into the – not the Kedwenny base. Hensel's base and uh,
0: – That's the Kedwenny's.
1: It is the Kedwenny's. Yeah. OK. So I have to go in there and steal his blood. So it's interesting how these stories kind of dovetail together because on one hand, I'm looking for the cure for Saskia. One of the other big stories is trying to figure out what happened to Triss. Because at the end of chapter one, all we know is that, you know, Letho went back to town and forced Triss to teleport him out. Uh, and so when I get to Vergen, there's some rumors that a red-haired girl and a big burly assassin-looking guy fell out of the sky. So pretty much we know that uh, that Triss and Letho have been in the area. So one of my quest lines is to try and figure out what happened to Triss, which was actually a really funny set of quests because it involves some trolls and there was a man and a woman troll who were living out in the middle of nowhere. And the guy stumbles across Triss and he brings her back to his home and is like petting her. And the, the wife troll gets really upset And gets real, gets real jealous. This is and basically, crazy. like. Yeah, she basically leaves him because he won't stop petting Triss.
0: I did not see this, but I saw the aftermath of this. So they've already separated and are pissed at each other, and I run into them. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the reason I'm there is because. Uh, what's her name? Philippa? Philippa. That's who – Um, that's basically – she's centered in Vergen here, and she's the one that's doing everything. She's the one – she's like, you need to go find something of Triss's.
0: So you you actually Uh, talk to Philippa?
1: Yeah. I I spend most of this chapter with Philippa. Gotcha. She's basically – she's the one that instructs me to get all four components to save Saskia. She tells me we need something of Triss's to locate Triss, and since I happen to have overheard that she might have – Fallen down out of the sky, and nobody really believes the drunk that saw it. So I'm like, all right, I've got a lead on Triss. So I do all of the ogre or troll quests, and I get back her bandana or scarf or something. And then I bring it back to Philippa, and she tells me essentially to go into, I think, the Kedwini camp to find Triss. So that's where sort of my... Need for the royal blood and my need to find Triss, I think, sort of dovetail together, and I end up into the Kedweni camp. There was a a couple of awkward stealth sections as I'm sneaking around this camp. Uh, Eventually, I do find Hensilt, and he actually gives me some of his blood, which was rather nice of him. But he only did so because I told him I would lift the curse of the battlefield. And the Curse of the Battlefield is essentially the third big part. So it's finding Triss, curing Saskia, and lifting the Curse of the Battlefield. Okay. And I tell him, yes, if you give me some blood, I'll lift the curse for you, and everybody will be happy. So I don't have to kill him. I didn't have to kill Stennis. Uh, He actually lets me leave, but in the process of being in that camp at some point, I hear that Triss was actually taken elsewhere. So that's sort of the... uh, Video game standard, right? I went in to find her, and all I got was a bunch of information saying that she's not here and she's somewhere else.
0: Your princess is in another castle.
1: Yep. So... Did you, that's, uh, did you lift the curse? So that's where I am now. I had to... In order to lift the curse, I needed to find... This was like the last section, so I've already done everything I need for Saskia... I've already found out that Triss is gone, so the last part was lifting the curse, and I needed two artifacts, essentially. One of them was a sword that Saskia had, so I couldn't get that one until I cured her. And the other one was something magical. Not very specific, that Philippa. But I end up down in some... I find a crystallized memory, Uh because there's a bunch of harpies around, and... There's a special type of rare harpy that can crystallize your dreams, steal steal people's dreams, I assume, Mm -hmm. and crystallize them. And so I find one, and it's not terribly impressive. I think it was just of a drunk who said he was sober. and I think this was just a memory of him drinking. I don't think I actually saw it, but there was a bunch of fallout from it. So basically I bribe him to... Let me into the mines so that I can go hunting for better, more powerful memories. So then there's the last big dungeon section where I'm crawling around in these caves trying to find magical rocks. And there's a there just happens to be a magical dream viewer also in this cave. <laughs> so I go and find a red crystal, a blue crystal, a green crystal. And I stick them all in here and watch the memories. And uh, one of them is Letho's. And then there's just a common peasant one, and there's somebody having dinner. I don't really know who it was, but it wasn't terribly impressive. And then the last one I find is a memory from a dragon. Um, so there I go. I found my powerful memory stone. It's got enough magic power. And uh, between that and the sword, I can go lift the curse. So... I give these to Philippa. She says, "All right, go find the visitor. He's out in the, in the mists." So I head out there and fight the mists for a while, and then I come across the visitor, and that's where I saved it and stopped. So I think all I have to do is beat this guy, and the chapter's over. Okay. He's very clearly, very clearly the boss of chapter two. He's humongous.
0: You may have a little bit more. Uh, because I will. I'm going to go into detail about what happened with me. Okay. So, much like you, there are three things that I need to worry about in this chapter. One is, where is Triss Marigold? Two, I need to lift the curse of the battlefield.
1: Mm-hmm. And, three, seem similar.
0: and three, I have to find out who is conspiring to kill King Henslet. Or Henselt, however you pronounce it. Is it
1: some... Is there somebody in his camp, or is it just that Stennis from Vergen is trying to kill him?
0: I have never heard of Stennis.
1: So did you not see them fighting at the beginning of Chapter 2?
0: The person he was fighting at the beginning of Chapter 2, like the, the king and stuff? Yeah. The king fought, what's her name? The uh, Seska. Saskia? Saskia. Ah, uh,
1: Okay. Yeah, she was there as well, but the the only reason she was there is because she was in supporting Stennis, at least in my version. She, from what I remember, she was there supporting Stennis, and Stennis was really challenging Henselt because I think Henselt killed his father.
0: Okay. I th- Who did – did you control somebody else during this?
1: I think I controlled Stennis right in the beginning.
0: Okay. I controlled the king.
1: Yeah, that makes and,
0: sense. And I got into a big fight with Saskia and cut her down. Um but she didn't die. Uh, we we she she yielded um and then the witcher came in and was like Oh no no, the Witcher walked up to the to the while this was going on, the Witcher and Roach were walking up to the, the camp, the Kinwadi camp or whatever. Mm -hmm. and um, he saw this stuff in the background. Uh, The king um, smashed somebody's head up against this big circle thing, and when he did, it activated this curse.
1: Yeah, I think that was Stennis.
0: Okay, so he killed Stennis in my game.
1: Uh, yeah, see, in my game, he Stennis was just rolling around on the ground, and then eventually we picked him up and took him back to Vergen.
0: Yeah, now, Stennis is dead in mine. Uh, he let uh, Saskia go, uh, or even though I did have a, a pretty easy sword fight with her. Um, well, he didn't necessarily let her go, it was just the curse started, and like he was like, oh shit, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Uh, Geralt yeah. sees us and he runs over there and sees that it's a gigantic battlefield of ghosts fighting each other.
1: That's what he does. He witches. Yeah. Some monsters to fight.
0: So we show up, uh, Roach has his men along with Vess, kind of set up a camp outside of their camp. And, um, we do some things for Henselt. um, The king has two sorcerers with him, Uh, the first one being um, Shilei, Shilei, I think that's her name.
1: Uh, The the one one from?
0: From Chapter 1. Yep. She's with him, along with another guy who is uh, well-versed in magic, uh, a man named Deathmold.
1: Deathmold.
0: Yeah. This dude is a piece of shit. I don't like this guy at all. Um, He's just a smarmy asshole who knows a lot about magic and stuff. And so we have to work with him to figure out how to lift this curse. Uh, The curse is actually directed at Hensel. And we get into big details about the curse itself. Um, How it started and everything. It's a curse on the king. And it was put on him by his original sorceress that worked alongside of him. Three years ago uh they had a big battle um at this yep. at this same spot, and uh the king was actually going to lose um so he instead of being being the dumb person he is um he um doesn't send in reinforcements, and so the sorceress. is at him um, decides to take matters into her own hands and starts raining fire from the sky and pretty much melts every single person on the battlefield including her own men people on her side the king sees this and then uh, condemns her to be burned at the stake Uh, when he does this she then puts a curse on the king. Three years later, the curse finally activates uh, when he returns back to the spot. Um, so he has hired Geralt to lift this curse because that's what the Witchers do. So we have to work with his his right hand guy, Death Mold, to figure out how to lift it. So we have to find five things. To lift this curse. Uh, And it all pertains to people who were in the battle. uh, Along with things that he used to kill his sorceress. So we have to figure out. Why the sorcerer put a curse on him. You know how did it happen. We have to go to where they burned her at the stake. Um, Some of the people start. Look at her as if she's a martyr. And they kind of worship her. So they like, they'll light candles at where she was burned and shit like that. They almost started their own cult. And there's a guy that lives out in the hut that, uh, <laughs> he, he's like.
1: Isn't uh, there always?
0: Yeah. There's a guy that lives out in the hut who's like weird and he runs this religion and people, some of Henslett's men actually follow it and shit.
1: So in the first game, the guy out in the hut was like, what, eating children?
0: Yeah. He was a cannibal.
1: Right? The guy out in the swamp.
0: Yep. Um, so we have to find all these things to lift the curse. We also have to reenact, uh, how the curse happened. So, um, when we actually summon, uh, the sorceress's soul back to where she was being killed, we have to have the king stab her with a, Uh, a spearhead that was used to actually kill her. So she didn't actually die by the fire. She died by the spear. So the kind of like the spear of destiny, I guess, or whatever. Um, and we had to have the King stab her before she can say his name and stuff. It it goes into intricate detail with this stuff. Um, on top of all that, uh, we didn't have to lift the curse of the battlefield, which I will talk about a little bit later. But, um, so there's also rumors of somebody is gathering people to overthrow the king, uh, his own men, some of his own men. We don't know who it is. All we know is that they they use this coin. They have a square coin that has an emblem on it. I can't remember. I think it's some type of bird, but I, can't, I could be wrong. Uh, and they pass it around, and that way you know who it is. So, to, so we do a little bit of like covert operations trying to infiltrate this group who is conspiring against the king. Uh, we go to the brothel and talk to, uh, whistling Wendy. <laughs> and she, uh, she shows us to where the guys are. Kind of found out it's actually some of the higher ranking guys who are conspiring. We kill them. Um, but the but the, it still continues. Um. So that kind of that kind of takes a dead end until the end of the chapter, like you don't you don't see any more of it. As far as Triss goes, um. We uh. Well, I'll, I'll 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 do it in order. So I'm still trying to lift the curse. I have attained two of the things that I need, but I still need. Two more things, along with the king's amulet, and he won't give it to me until I've got everything else. So the other two things are actually in the town that you're in. Ah. Uh. So I have to literally, and this is the most annoying shit in the world. I have to traverse the fog and go through this battlefield while yep. getting attacked by fucking guys
1: with the with the owl, or is that did you not have the owl because the owl was Philippa?
0: I did not have an owl.
1: Ah, see, I had to go through that battlefield two or three times in this chapter, but basically I had an owl who was emitting a magical ring of yellow, and as long as I stayed within that ring, it kept most of the ghosts out, and the owl would shoot lightning at the ones that did come in. (laughs) So basically I had to cross the battlefield, but I I mainly was just trying to stay within this circle – and occasionally, they would get some some ghosts that would like lock down the owl. So I had to kill them in order to continue progressing.
0: Yeah, that I didn't have that. Ah, uh, interesting. I I did get an amulet from um from Death Mold, who um.
1: Wait, was Death Mold in Vergen?
0: No, no, he was. He was. He's with the king. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I've been working with him this entire time trying to figure out how to lift the curse. Uh, but he did give me an amulet to set. He said that it would allow me to traverse the fog without instantly dying. But sure. I'm, I'm still getting attacked constantly by guys. And when you go into the battlefield, it's like the most confusing fucking area in the world and I can't figure out where to go. <laughs> um, and I'm getting attacked constantly. Um, but when I traverse the fog, Um, Zoltan came with us and uh, Zoltan's like man fuck these guys they're racist and they're a bunch of assholes and they don't like me so I'm going to go with you to Vergen." and I'm like alright so I take him to Vergen. he comes with me Uh, and he says I'm going to join with you guys because the other guys are a bunch of dicks and they're like okay (laughs) you can stay with us Uh, so I got to get these other two things I got to get a sword from Saskia
1: yep sort uh, of verg something
0: yeah something um and uh luckily uh nobody's like the witcher can't come in here because he's he's working with the king, and we're like, well, come on, we run in, I run into two dwarves who uh, apparently remember him from whenever before he lost his memory, and they're like, and they're supposed to be some of the town guardsmen, and they're like, ah just, just come on, man, but you know. Just don't no, try not to Yeah, try not to make uh try not to make a big scene. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I have Zoltan go to uh Saskia since he's joined up with them and he gets What is
1: her status at this time? She's is told, she poisoned?
0: No, she's totally fine.
1: She's totally fine, okay.
0: Yeah. She comes to me, uh, uh I meet with her in the mines and uh she gives me the sword uh so I can lift the curse. Um, but she tells me she won't back down from this fight that's going to happen. When I lift this curse, she's not backing down. So there's going to be a war after this. Um, so I go back through the fog again. I, when I go back through the fog, um, the uh, roach is there along with a bunch of his men. They killed a bunch of guardians who had, had secretly attacked while I was gone. Mm. Uh, and they also said that they saw a sorceress, a woman come out of the fog and she was carrying a statuette of a human. And they said, mm. funny enough, it looked a lot like Triss. And Carol yep. was like, I pretty sure she turned her into a statuette so she could carry her around.
1: Yep, I ended up finding that statuette on a dead guard on my way into into the Kedwini camp. Uh huh. They didn't believe me that I didn't kill the guy, cause I was like, hey, I just found this, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I will bet. Uh, and they were about to kill me <laughs> for uh, opposing them. I guess no real reason, as far as I know.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. But I did find Triss, and then they took her away. Mm. Yeah, I found the same statuette, but I i did not Yeah, they, they didn't really explain at the beginning what that was, so I just found it and didn't know what it what it was, why I was carrying it, and then eventually Henselt's top uh, top sorcerer ends up like breaking it open and revealing everything to me.
0: Was it Death Mold?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: Okay, it it may have been. Was it a guy? He didn't
1: look like a guy that I would think. Yeah, it was a guy.
0: And he, he, looked, he, he looked raggedy and like a like a a douchebag. Uh,
1: I don't know. Let me look up a picture of him. I know this guy had a a staff that emitted green light. That's about all I can tell you about him.
0: Hmm. Well, um, I never saw the statuette. They they just said that's what we saw coming out of it, but then she disappeared. And I'm like, hmm. That could be. Sile, Shile, whatever her name is.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it was Death Mold. Yeah. Pretty sure I killed him because he was an asshole.
0: Good. Um, so, um. So now we kind of know where Triss is. At least we guess. Um. But then we f- start to figure out who. Um. The uh well no no, I take that back. First I lift the curse of the battlefield. So I lifted the curse off of the king as far as what like reenacting the the witch burning at the stake. Still gotta lift the curse of the battlefield. I use all the components. I actually take control. I actually go back in time and kind of take control of certain people that fought in the war.
1: Yep, I did that as well. See, and... you, you get a lot of weird little conversations. Yeah. Like, oh, Virgins not so bad. Well, you know, they, I went to the market and they have some good fruits. Cheaper than our fruits, too. Yeah. And then the commander's like, shut up. They're all assholes. Kill them.
0: Yeah. And you to, they'll plow our women. You know, <laughs> they use plow a lot in this
1: game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a direct one-for-one substitution for fuck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? <laughs> okay. So, uh, when I lift the curse, I, you know, I, I do a big boss fight and all that stuff. Lift the curse, and, um, uh, I wake up three days later and, um, Dandelion's there. And he tells me, he says, man, there's some stuff going down. They're like, what? He said, well, since you lifted the curse, they're starting to advance onto Vergen. And uh well, the conspirators are meeting right now and I'm like, Do you know where they are? He said, Apparently they're going to this hut on top of the hill. So I went to the hut on top of the hill, and lo and behold, when I walk in, I look at the conspirators, and there are some of the top brass for the king, people that I've met throughout this whole thing. Um, along with Vernon Roach. And I was like, Oh shit. And so, uh, Roach is like, yeah, I started the whole thing, uh, three years ago, right after the whole curse happened. Uh, I had been sending letters to people, part of his, his men and stuff like that. And trying to set up this big revolt against him and all because, you know, he wanted the, uh, King Foltest to basically take power over everything since I was his king originally. Mm-hmm. Um, since they were a kind of a competing nation and uh, he's like uh, does anybody else know about this and uh, I was like well Dandelion knows and, but Dandelion took off he went He went to another uh, city because I told him to and he's like I have a feeling that somebody else knows so we run back to camp his camp and the camp's like Roach's camp is deserted. We run into a woman. They're like, where'd everybody go? She said, they all got invited to a feast in, in the uh, Kidwani camp. I'm like, okay. So we go to the Kidwani camp. Every single man of Vernon Roach's has been executed by the king. Cause they found out Roach was conspiring huh. against him. All nice. ex all except for Vess. Vess is still alive. Um, the king, well, I mean the king raped her. And she's over there in the corner crying and we run over there and she's like, yeah, the King found out. (laughs) I was like, okay. And Roach is fucking pissed that dude. He's like, I want to kill everybody. And so he's with me for the rest of this chapter. Um, Since they're, they, I I don't know if they know where Roach is. I guess they don't really care because they're now advancing onto Vergen. Me and Roach then travel to Vergen and uh, Vess uh, sets up the boat for our quick escape. And um, when we get to um, Vergen, uh, there is a huge battle going on. We run into Zoltan. Uh, Zoltan's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. You guys coming? And we're like, just go to the boat with Vess. We'll be there shortly. And then I have an option. I don't think it was really an option. It was just like, do you want to go over here? And it was like, go talk to Yorvith. Because Yorvith is over here and he's being, um, he's kind of like, he, he he's, he's in a building and the building's starting to get overrun by the king's men. Mm-hmm. So I, I run over there and help him. Yorvis is there and he's like, what the hell are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, I, I'm here to help you. And he's like, I don't need your help. And I don't want to ever see you again. And that's the end of the conversation. So then I run back to uh, meet up with Roach. And Roach is there. And he has the king cornered. We fight a bunch of guys. Uh, and um, the king is there. And I have the option to either let the king go, or let Roach kill the king. Mm -hmm. And I let Roach kill the king. Roach stabbed the living shit out of him. And the king's like, you don't even know what you've just done. (laughs) And then dies.
1: Good. I don't really like Hansel.
0: Yeah. He, he he he's oh he he's all about himself. I mean I get it. He's a king and he wants his his nation to flourish and stuff like that. Uh and he would have won this war uh if if the Witcher and Roach hadn't stepped in. Um in fact I think they still probably won the war there, but now they don't have a king. Um it was interesting because uh the king i forgot i forgot to mention after we lifted the curse uh I went to meet with the king to have a drink he invited me to have a drink with him uh before all this happened, and he was actually attacked by assassins uh I fought him off uh they were witchers uh that were working with um God what's his name um the 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 Witcher we're trying to hunt. Letho. Letho, that's it. Yeah, chit. Um, and there it, it was like a small little side quest that I did with uh, Death Mold. Um, where he used necromancy on one of the the dead Witchers that I had killed, and I was able to <laughs> I was actually able to relive, um, certain parts of his memories. So I found out where their um. Their hideout was where Letho was. Letho actually said, "This is where I'm going." He's actually going to Loch Moon, Loch Moony, something like that.
1: Yeah, Moine.
0: Moine, Loch Uh I
1: don't know how you say it. Yeah, but that's where they took Triss, also. Yeah, from what I found. So that—that's where I assume I'm headed to save Triss.
0: So Ciel, along with Philippa. Apparently they, they have combined forces and are working together now and they're the ones that took Triss. Uh I find I find out that um they're going to meet up with another sorceress uh and they're trying to basically combine forces with the sorceresses to start a new world order. At least that's what I gather. Hmm. Um And, um, I'm trying to imagine if there's anything else. I don't think so. I think that basically covers everything. Um, the only other thing is like the witcher getting his, his memories back. I don't, I'm pretty sure you saw some of that stuff too, though.
1: Yeah, I didn't see, I don't think I saw much.
0: Um, I saw a couple of things, one of them being some more backstory between him and Letho. Uh, The Witcher actually saved Letho's life. Uh, Letho was actually hunting something uh, and he was about to die. And the the Witcher, the Geralt saved him. Uh, And then Letho told him about information uh, about the wild hunt. And, uh, him and Letho actually traveled together hunting the Wild Hunt. The band of ghost spirit guys who apparently kidnap people. Um, and it was interesting how he said it It was very subtle. It was like one of those cutscenes, it's like almost like a comic book.
1: Yeah. that Yeah.
0: That he's narrating. And he said, uh, he said, we went to all these different villages where the wild hunt took people between the ages of like eight and 20. Yep. And he said all but one person. And that was Yennefer. And so I'm starting to piece in my mind what's happening here. And I think what happened was, and what leads up to this, I could be wrong is that Yennefer was Taken or killed by the Wild Hunt. which That that may be one and the same thing. And him and Letho, or Letho may not have been present when he did it. Geralt somehow took Yennefer away from the Wild Hunt guys. And saved her. And then was chased after by the wild hunt and then he lost his memory, and that's when the Witcher One starts. I have a feeling that's what happened. Okay. Because you know the Wild Hunt, like we met the king of the Wild Hunt or whatever in The Witcher One, and if you remember him saying you've done things that no other person has ever been able to do. And we're going to hunt you until the day you die kind of thing. If you remember correctly. And it was like, you know, the Witcher has wronged them somehow. And I have a feeling he stole Yennefer from them and brought her back to the real world or whatever. And now he was being chased by the wild hunt lost his memory. And we saw that in the Witcher one. That's just my theory though. And mm. that's about it. Roach and, uh, Geralt leave and travel to Loch Moine. And that's where I stopped.
1: Yeah. I've got a little bit of time left. I, I pulled more of your approach and picked up a bunch of quests on a board and never looked at them once. Yeah. Because I spent a lot of time in the first chapter doing side quests. Uh, did not spend any time in chapter two doing side quests. At least not intentionally. I think I progressed a few of them to some degree just by encountering things. But
0: My thing is about this game... Is that it's a lot like Witcher One, where there's a lot of running around.
1: Yeah, I was not happy. There's a couple times, like when I, the third time I entered the the Eternal Battle. Yeah, there the battlefield, I was just like, all right, I don't want to traverse this again. I'm sick of following the stupid owl. And the same thing, I, I ended up spending a lot of time running back and forth between. Vergen, and then the cliffs and then back to Vergen, and then out into the forest and yeah. then back to Vergen, and i'm just like geez and Vergen also is such a vertical city yeah that it's pretty easy to get lost in there yeah you know you know the direction you're supposed to go but you might need to go six different ways to get forward but that part of it i didn't actually hate that much because i thought the layout of the city was pretty cool and I liked how it went from cliffside homes into little open stone courtyard areas into tunnels through the mountain. Yeah. Uh, that part of it I really liked. But you're right. There was a lot of back and forth traveling that I did not love so much.
0: The the thing was, and I, I, I for some reason I had it in my mind I wanted to tweet it out. I, I was going to say um, I really wish people would stop lying to Geralt because all it does is make me have to run from one guy to the next. Because <laughs> I was like, there was there was one, like, quest line. It was me trying to get all the ingre- the the items for lifting the curse. And I went and to this guy, I heard you have the spear. No, I don't have the spear. I only know what you're talking about. Go talk to this guy. Okay. I went and talked to that guy. And that guy's like, he's fucking lying. Go back to him. I went back to him. <laughs> he tells me, well, I had it, but then I lost it in a poker game with this guy. And so I went back to the guy with the poker game. And I was like, my God. And this is like... In the same camp. So I'm just running back and forth between like two loading screens just to talk to somebody, to have to go and talk to somebody again. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Tell them to meet meet up at the pub and we'll just get it all settled.
0: Yeah, just bring everybody here and then just go like table to table and just talk to people. It's so fucking annoying.
1: Yeah. Along those lines, one of my least favorite parts of Chapter 2 was that... You know, i got a lot of concurrent quests going on, but my main one I'm working on, I'm working on, and apparently I finish it as much as I can until I progress other ones. So my quest now says, wait for events to unfold.
0: Yeah, that's what one of mine said. Like, what
1: the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Do I just sit here and let time pass? I don't know. <laughs> and that happened to me multiple times where i 'm like, "All right, I guess I just give up on this and start working on something else
0: yeah that's that 's what happened with me
1: it 's not terribly informative uh wait for events to unfold
0: it was It was multiple like it was it was a multiple it was supposed to be getting more information about who 's conspiring against the king, and it said, "Well, just wait for stuff to unfold. And apparently, I missed something." Because when I went to go lift the curse officially, it automatically popped up. Quest failed, and I'm like, okay, I didn't know I was supposed to be doing something. I was waiting for. Yeah, he told me to, to wait. Hold. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, whatever. I don't need experience in this game anyway. So.
1: Not uneasy.
0: Yeah, not uneasy. I had, you know, for like uh, at least five hours, I had like six level up points and didn't even distribute them. I was just like, I don't care. I, all I had to do is mash A.
1: Yeah, I am pretty much a badass now that I did upgrade everything
0: yeah I made sure to what, get what the one where I can hit go? I, I basically went sword path yeah me too because I, I wanted to get that ability where when I swing my sword it doesn't just hit one guy it hit multiple guys yep and that was the one I wanted and I was like please because it's so fucking annoying getting hit in the back when I'm just mashing on this guy so but yeah I got that. I mean, that's that's pretty much the gist of it to be honest with you. I mean, it's it was a lot of stuff. I really wish this game would tell me how many hours I've played because in all honesty, I don't feel like I've put that much time into it. And that could I am be
1: tw- 21 hours in.
0: That could be because I'm not doing many side quests because I really didn't do that many. I did one side quest where I went to this hut on the hill and and solved this guy's like he, he, it was his family who had been killed. And you know, I had to deal with a bunch of wraiths on the beach or whatever. And I was like, OK, whatever, I'll do this one. And. Um, I mean, it it lasted maybe an hour, if that. And I was just, you know, I, I just wish because it, it, to me, it feels it feels really weird. I don't feel like I sit down for like two hours at a time and play this game. I feel like I maybe play an hour. And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, I think I'm like 12 hours into this game. But it has to be more than that.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm counting, like, the way I'm counting time is from when I sit down to when I get up. So when my computer has to reboot three times, you know, that alone is going to add 15 minutes. (laughs) Then, because... Once again, though, I played this game essentially every single day for an hour to two hours every day. Yeah, I think I, I think I put nine hours into Chapter Two so far, and I'm not quite done.
0: Hmm. I don't know. It's weird. I, to me, it feels like this game is shorter than The Witcher One. It may very well be.
1: It seems like it is with only three chapters, but I guess it depends on how much time you spend in each chapter.
0: Well, chapter three, from looking at the fact, I don't know how long it is, but it looks like it's a lot shorter than chapter two.
1: Hmm.
0: So I don't know. To be honest with you, all I know is is that at the end of chapter two, Death Mold, <laughs> along with Seley. And I, the person I, I never met, Philippa, but um, and Philippa,
1: I have. She she kind of looks like a bartender here in Memphis.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, I th- those are the three people that I'm looking along, along with um, with Letho. Those are the three people I'm looking for uh, because they're uh, like it, I don't know. It's it, like because. It, Cile was working with Letho, um, because she she was meeting up with the Witchers. But then they were like, "We don't need her anymore." I think I think the the Witchers, the like the Assassins, they're just like we use people and then kill them because that was what she was going to do. Like that was what they were going to do to her. Uh, but then she actually helped me out during the fight with the Assassins that tried to kill the king. So I think she may have found out that Letho was going to betray her. So I don't know. Like, but those it are the be- betrays everybody. Yeah. The, the, I mean, for those are the four people I'm looking for in uh, lock. is, is the, the, the three mages and Letho mm. and I don't know who has Triss. I'm pretty sure it's Philippa and, and, uh, Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess, so the rumors and the trolls seem to have indicated that Triss and Letho parted ways because the drunk guy was like, yeah, the guy Letho must not have liked her very much because she was injured and he just like left her there. So I don't think Letho took Triss, but then again, Triss got turned into a trinket and carried away, I guess. So I don't don't know who carried her.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure the the person that carried her was Seelay because the troll, when I ran into him, said that uh, uh, he saw a bald man and he also said that he saw a a woman uh, who had horns. And you know she wears that hat thing, so I have a feeling she's the one that has Tris so but that's that's the extent of it
1: so so what are your thoughts on it you know what are your impressions aside from what we did
0: as far as like the entire game goes,
1: yeah, so far.
0: I don't know. It's kind of standard. If I'm being completely honest. It's not like I'm having a bad time with it. I'm not. I mean, I, I, I find it since it's not challenging, even like on easy, and I don't want to bump it to normal because then I have a feeling it's just going to be annoying as shit. Um, I, I'm kind of just going through the motions a little bit with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel a little bit the same way. It's tough because it kind of ruins the character progression because the character progression is irrelevant. Like you said, you know, it's not like, oh, I finally get to level up a new ability. It's, oh, shit, I got five unused ability points. I guess I'll spend them. Yeah, And so that, like, that seems like it would be a much bigger part of this game if it was something that we would care about.
0: Yeah. And then playing on easy makes, like, crafting and... Uh, you know, drinking potions and stuff—just completely trivial. You only have to do it.
1: Yeah, so I feel like we're missing a lot of this game.
0: Well, we, we, we probably are, but honestly, I just—I'm like, enjoying this game, but I want to play The Witcher Three. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's what—that's what this is. Is like this is kind of like a stopping point until we get to The Witcher Three, which I, I, I'm okay with the story so far. I mean, it, it was interesting to say the least. It was, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm liking the
1: characters me... and the story. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily like all the characters, but I, they're they seem like they're making reasonably rational choices, and they've got what seems to be, you know, passion for whatever they believe in. They don't seem terribly cookie cutter, although, you know, it is a fantasy story, so there's a lot of familiar tropes. Yeah. Um, I do I do like conversations in this game, though. I feel like the dialogue is really well written. Um, just when people are arguing about something, it feels real to me relative to a lot of games. And uh, I, I find the humor to be kind of funny as well. There was one whole conversation where when Philippa told us that we needed something magical – she gave us a few examples and one of the examples that she gave was some magical rings. So they start talking about how they're going to have to get a group together and maybe throw it into a fiery mountain after taking a long trek. And they were very clearly making fun of Lord of the Rings or not making fun of it, but referencing it. Right. Like directly, no question that they were referencing Lord of the Rings. And I thought that was pretty funny.
0: Well, you know, the, at the very beginning of the game, whenever you're still uh, with uh, King Foltest, during that siege, mm-hmm. when you had to climb down to um, one of the the like the was it the ballistas, yep. Um, in the corner, if you look, uh, I I I didn't get what happened originally, but um, uh, Geralt he he says to himself, uh, "Some people never learn." And uh, I was like, "What the hell is he talking about?" And I looked around the corner. And there is a hay stack, a hay bale stack, uh-huh. um, and uh, there is a dead body on top of it, like he fell through it, and he's wearing a white robe. And I was like, uh-huh, <laughs> they're making fun of Assassin's Creed.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's... <laughs> they, it's,
1: it's a, the game doesn't have that kind of vibe, but it's weird that it's like hidden into the corners of the game.
0: Yeah. They just, uh, yeah, they, they, you know, they, they, they poke fun at stuff every once in a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, overall, the story is kind of serious. It's a yeah, serious yeah. story, it's not like it's a jokey game, but you know, there's a lot of little things in it like that. Uh, yeah, which to me makes it feel like a game that was made like, crafted. It this game doesn't feel very cookie cutter to me.
0: Well, it's not. You know, they, uh, they, they put a lot of time and effort into. Into the story itself, especially, because like I said before, they, they just completely reference stuff that that we have no idea what they're talking about unless we like read the books. Yeah, because, you know, like they, they just completely name drop Yennefer multiple times. And if I played this game in 2011, when it first came out, I wouldn't know who the fuck he was talking about.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, the only reason why I know Yennefer is because I've seen trailers of The Witcher three. So it's it's weird. It's they they you know, they they've went into the lore a lot. Um, and another thing, and I said it on the N four G podcast this week, but you know, in a lot of games, they they take their lore seriously. In this, so like uh, the the curse thing, you know, they're like, oh, they take fucking curses seriously, instead of like, oh, it, you know. In in other fantasy stuff, it'd be like, oh, it wasn't really a curse. You're just like paranoid, or or it was just some uh some kind of weird little thing that they put on you. Like, oh, you're wearing something that that you can just take off, and you know, you're just imagining it. No, this is like a full blown fucking curse that's like gonna take you like ten hours to to lift and stuff like that. And I mean, it, you know, they take the the magic of it all very yeah, seriously.
1: There, there's some gravity behind it.
0: Yeah, and I was like, I mean, they you know. You don't see that in a lot of stuff. That would just be like a side quest thing of like, "Oh, I've got a curse and somebody lift it for me." No, this is like the main story. It's yeah. nuts. It's nuts. But um.
1: Plus, I gotta say, I, I'm I'm still kind of digging the quest structure. I love how it it's clear to me what I have to do. If I want to do that, I can. If I want to do something else, I can. But I usually know what I'm doing, whereas a lot of games like Dragon Age, I was kind of doing a little bit of everything, and I wasn't really even sure. I was like, I'll go to an area and trigger whatever quest I find, even if it's part seven of a quest that I did part six on ten hours ago. I have no idea what's going on in that quest line. I'll just happen happen upon the next part of it. Like this seemed this not that the overall story is more focused, but the way that. I progress through it seems more focused.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't really try and bog you down with with just random shit. I mean, you See, can you can do it if you want to.
1: Yeah, that that's what I want. I don't mind being bogged down with it as long as I choose to do that. Yeah. Like if I get to a boss battle and this doesn't happen on easy, but if I get to a boss battle and can't beat him. I want to have access to side quests so I can go level up a couple times before I come back. Yeah. And this game has that in there, which I really appreciate.
0: So yeah, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not disliking the game. I'm enjoying it a, a good amount. Um it, the gameplay itself is the thing I'm just like it's too easy, and so I'm not even taking it seriously. <laughs>
1: You can't count that as a negative, though, because you're playing on easy.
0: That, that's true. But if I played on normal, then I would not be having fun either because, well, it'd be too hard.
1: Yeah.
0: So um, we do have an email that I'd like to read off. It's regarding The Witcher. Let's see here. It comes from uh, Dustin. And uh, Dustin says, hey, guys, glad uh, you're finally playing The Witcher 2. I couldn't wait as long as you to play, so, play it, play through it, so, uh, while you were doing Danganronpa. Rampa. Uh, I'm glad both of you are taking different paths so you can see the different the the two different stories that uh in the game. however, I feel like you actually played them yourselves. you would have understood the the locations and characters better since I completely lost my first playthrough, but I understood it a lot better on my second playthrough uh I really need to start reading the books so I can have a better understanding of everyone's background <laughs> you and me both uh Overall, I actually liked the first Witcher better than this. I'm probably one of the rare few, but this game didn't grab me like the first one did. I played through on normal too, and I know Drew was saying how hard it was. It isn't really if you did the quest board mission so you level up. There was one tough fight in the entire game, and that's the Witcher fight at the end of the first chapter. Everything else wasn't bad, and I never prepared with oils or anything. Once you level up and unlock certain skills in the game, it's pretty straightforward on normal. Uh, I'm glad you're doing the year of the RPG. I'm going to try Persona 4 with you guys for sure, since nice. I haven't yeah since I haven't got around to playing it yet. As for future games, have you ever thought of uh, doing a poll on the website as to what game you should play next? Uh, I, I we haven't, but I mean, I, I tried to do the Twitter thing before, ask people what we wanted to do for Halloween, and we actually went by them, and we did Siren Blood Curse, so we can blame them for that. Um, uh, let's see here. As for other suggestions, go old school with Lufia or Dragon Warrior 3. Haha. and if you want a quick one-off undertale has been praised very highly recently and is short anyway take it easy
1: yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie uh the game of the year episode made me really want to play undertale
0: yeah i've always had my eye on that game and i know everybody has been talking about it and it's one of those things where if it gets hyped up too much, it, I may, it may not have the same impact if it if I played it without all the hype.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I'm I'm most certainly willing to play Undertale. Um, as far as old school RPGs go, I don't know. It's it's weird. I've never played a Dragon Warrior game or a Dragon Quest game.
1: Yeah, I've got a ton of old school ones I'd love to play because again, I didn't play RPGs yeah. at that time, so I missed all of them.
0: But some of them are really hard to go back to. Um, One of the games, so, like, I know we've been mentioning, like, oh, we're going to do Persona 4. And I was like, oh, I'd like to do Dragon's Dogma or maybe even Kingdoms of Amalur. Mm -hmm. Um, If you wanted to go old school, I, and we mentioned it before, I've never played Earthbound.
1: I would love to play Earthbound.
0: And, yeah, I was thinking about doing Earthbound um i own it on wii u got it for free um that could be an old school rpg i think we're gonna have to play a legend of zelda even though i don't consider that a, an rpg um i mean at the most it would be an action rpg but
1: we can play darksiders that's a legend of zelda right
0: that's true but I, I think we need to play an actual zelda game since you've never played one before The only question is, which one would we play? Yeah. i would probably be A Link to the Past, if I'm going to be completely honest.
1: Not A Link Between Worlds?
0: I mean, we could do A Link Between Worlds, but A Link Between Worlds is basically a big homage to A Link to the Past. It, It seems like it. It seems like a sequel to A Link to the Past, almost. Or some weird... It has a lot of similarities.
1: That that sounds good to me.
0: Yeah. Um, but the Ocarina of Time is so good. Yeah. But it's also really old. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, in '64, some of that stuff doesn't hold up. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many. I've always wanted to play a Fantasy Star. I've always wanted to play a Lunar uh Star Ocean I've never played any of these.
0: I have Star Ocean 4
1: that these le- this Legend of Heroes series yeah. Between the Game of the Year episode and one of my one of my best buddies Ken said his favorite game that he played this past year was that Trails in the Sky.
0: Yeah. So we could uh I, I mean I have a like after Jay talked up Cold Steel so much, I think we are going to play that one. Nice. I kind of want to do that one, so I don't know when. We got yeah, we got plenty of time to to discuss that while we're playing a, probably a seven episode long series of Persona Four. Yeah, that game is long, guys. Anybody out there who's planning on playing it with us, buckle your seatbelts, because
1: I can't <sighs> wait to play one of my favorite games and to be able to have fun with my new Vita is going to be pretty
0: sweet yeah son four like uh, i mean like i know I'm, I'm talking it like it's like this big monster of a game and it is a monster of a game but it is one of the best role-playing games that's ever been made like no, i'm not even kidding when i say that um which we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later but it's yeah i mean i i talked that game up so much because of like the music is so fucking catchy and the battle system is really, really cool. And the story itself, while it's fucking weird as shit, it it hits on so many tones, like adult tones about like being accepted and, you know, conquering your inner demons and stuff like that. And just, you know, it's so crazy how, how good that game is. All... Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I also, one of the reasons I loved it is because when I first played it, you know, I love, I loved 3 and that like led into 4. Yeah. And I was like, alright, I'm i still not that big into RPGs. I liked 3 because it was not your typical fantasy atmosphere. But, you know, maybe 1 was enough. I don't know if I'd like 4. I, you know, I, don't, I don't know if I want to play another one of these games. But then I played 4 and I'm like, god damn, this is even better than 3.
0: Yeah, it is. So, yeah. I, I'm really excited to jump back into Persona Four, um, yep. and I, from what I understand, there's a lot of stuff added to Golden, so that'll be fun to do.
1: Yeah, that was what pushed me over the edge. I mean, I have Persona Four on the PS2. Yep, but uh, I really wanted to play Golden. Yeah, I,
0: I that's why That I'm
1: wasn't the, the, the only reason. TV. That wasn't the only reason I bought a Vita, but it was the thing that made me buy a Vita right now.
0: Yeah. So we'll definitely get some use out of it. But that's it for us. Um, If you'd like to tweet to us, I am at DML Fury. Uh, Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um. You can also send me an email It's Drew at Ztgd dot com. You can talk to us about The Witcher or uh the Persona Four game that's coming up. We're gonna be doing that after The Witcher. Um Gonna have to come up with a way to record with Sophie. Um uh, mm-hmm. it may have to be a Saturday or a Sunday that we redo that we do those. Yeah. Um I'm good either. Yeah, I'm pretty much me too. 'cause football will be over with by then and um you know, we can Saturday how I can do it pretty much any time. You know, depending on what the lady wants to do. So, the lady. Yeah. Um so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Um I'm really excited to play Persona Four. Uh and we're gonna be getting uh our uh our weekly correspondent Jamie sending in emails because huh. she's going to be playing that with us. And um, yeah, that's it. Um, we're going to finish up The Witcher 3, or Witcher 3, The Witcher 2, uh, next week, hopefully, and uh, talk about it, and then move on to The Witcher 3 in our personal place. We're not going to be doing that for Phoenix Down because that would take forever.
1: Are we going to do a one-off episode like we did for Metal Gear 5?
0: I, I, I suspect we can probably do that later on in the year. If you wanted to,
1: yeah.
0: Um, you know, after we actually beat the game, if we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, well, yeah, well, I, I, I'm i totally down for that. We can just sit down and just have a big, you know, spoiler discussion on it um, and uh, talk about all the cool stuff that's in it because I can't wait to play it. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate everybody listening. We're going to get out of here. I uh, hope you guys have a great week. Until then, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. We'll be back next week with the conclusion of The Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings.